play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Big Easy Bets. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. I walked outside this morning, and I did this. And you know what I said to that? What'd you say? I said, wow, the world smells like shit today. <laughs> this is episode 27. We're going to recap Super Bowl, uh, whatever it was, 56, uh, 55, who knows. Um, we're going to talk UFC 247, and we're going to break down the XFL. Um They've got the spreads out. They got futures to win the XFL championship. So we're going to dive into that. It's going to be a shit show. Um, so yeah, we'll start with uh, we'll start with the Super Bowl. We're episode twenty seven. They're piling up, piling up 27, 27 weeks. It's been a while. Um, so yeah, obviously everybody knows by now that the Chiefs won the game thirty one to twenty. It was a back and forth game here for a little bit. Um, Looked like the Niners had a chance to run away with it, but they didn't get it done because Kyle Shanahan did what he does best. Blows fourth quarter leads. Ten point lead in the fourth quarter. ESPN gave him, I think it was like a a ninety six point one percent chance of winning the game. Um, which doesn't mean anything. The Saints had a ninety nine point nine percent chance of winning the game and then the Minnesota Miracle happened. So but yeah, I mean it's isn't looking good for old Shanahan. You think he's you think he's uh Staying up late at night, not being able to get some sleep over these? I don't know, man. To me, I thought he did a good job. I think the blame uh, should go on Jimmy Garoppolo. He missed a lot of throws down the stretch, especially in the second half of that fourth quarter. Um, You know, and I hear a lot of people, they say, oh, the 40, yeah, in the last 10 minutes of the fourth quarter, the 49ers ran 14 plays. They threw it on 12 of them. So they only ran it on two of them, and everyone's saying, oh, yeah, the um, 49ers should have ran the ball more well. If you if you really look at the film, you'll see the Kansas City Chiefs putting uh, seven, eight, nine people in a box, and uh, it's just not smart to run in those situations. So that's the reason why they didn't run, and you expect your quarterback to make plays. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo overthrew a touchdown in this one. Late yep. in the game. Oh, yeah. He had, um, he had Sanders. I think he had something like a 5.6 quarterback rating in the fourth quarter. He played good in the first three quarters, but uh, to me, uh, yeah, you got to put the blame on him because that fourth-quarter performance, I mean, the coach can only do so much. The players still have to go out there and e- execute, and, and Jimmy Garoppolo didn't. I do. Okay. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I do kind of feel like he should have ran the ball a little bit more. I mean, they were averaging 6.4 yards a carry. So, and for a while there, they were gashing them. I remember I looked at you and said, this isn't looking good. Obviously, I was on the Chiefs. I said, this isn't looking good. They weren't able to stop the run. Mahomes threw that second interception. Mahomes looked like he was seeing ghosts. He looked like he was pulling a page out of Sam Darnold's book. Maybe he got mono. He looked like he was seeing ghosts. So, that's what I was saying. That's probably his worst game of his professional career, and he picked uh, the worst time to have it. But I got to give him credit. He did bounce back and do what was necessary to uh, get the job done. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I put it all on Jimmy G. 
He, I mean, he played bad. Don't get me wrong. He deserves some of the blame, yes. But I feel like I'm not giving Kyle Shanahan a free pass here. He did the same thing when uh, when he was with the Falcons. I mean, just pat, just run the ball, run the ball. You're averaging six yards a carry. They had like their offensive line was opening up some pretty big holes for uh, Raheem Mostert. So I don't know. For a while there, I wasn't feeling good, but. Then when they uh they get that third and fifteen to Tyree kill that deep ball it's just you got that feeling you're just like you know what's gonna happen at that point it, it, sometimes it's just it feels inevitable but yeah I mean you got to give got to give credit to Kansas City you got to give credit to Andy Reid um two big time fourth down conversions I mean he was yeah if, scared if I were to be none. critical of Kyle Shanahan in this game it wouldn't be really as much down the stretch as it would be from uh, earlier in that game, settling for field goals instead of uh, maybe going for it in some of those situations. I mean, it's a Super Bowl. It's the biggest stage. I know you're thinking, oh, you got to get points, but when you're going against a uh, high-powered offense like the Chiefs, field goals aren't going to cut it. And if if they were able to score one more touchdown, this game would have looked different down the end. They wouldn't have been forced to to play the way they had to, I think. Yep. Because, I mean, look, they were up by 10 in the fourth quarter. Um, it's kind of incredible that they lose by 11, but... 21 unanswered points in the fourth in Yeah, the fourth I mean, quarter. but if you... Tra- at one point, they were down four, <clears throat> and they had the ball. But if you trade a field goal for a possible touchdown, that's a four-point difference, and the game would have been tied. And it would have hit the over. Yeah. We're sitting at uh, 51 points scored, so... Yeah, it would have been right. So, yeah, four more points for the 49ers would have made it 55, exactly. Yeah. And then there, if you would have had a tie situation, then obviously somebody's got to score to win and would have hit the over. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't – I don't ever really give up hope. I know a lot of people – I'm sure a lot of people were packing it up thinking it was a done deal um, when the Niners were up 10 in the fourth. But it's not over till it's over. I mean – and you got to give the Chiefs credit, man, because, I mean, what they did doesn't just happen because a team blows a, a lead. You know, they took that game from the 49ers. They executed down the stretch. Um, Mahomes played well down the stretch, but early in the game he didn't. Um, to me, the difference, if, if the Kansas City Chiefs weren't able to run the ball uh, the way they did, uh, they ran it better than I expected them to. They weren't going to win this game, and it wouldn't even been as close as it was. So, um, yeah, you got Damian Williams at 17 carries for 104 yards, averaging six yards a carry, and a 38 yard touchdown to ice the game. I mean, that's a guy that I would have gave the MVP trophy to. I don't know about you, but I didn't think that Mahomes deserved it. I don't. I, I know he. He. That's what everybody was saying. He's the reason why they were there. Well, this isn't the MVP of the Chiefs season. This is the MVP of the Super Bowl. He. Obviously, it's always going to kind of be deferred to the quarterback because he touches the ball on every single play and he directly dictates the outcome um, or has more influence on the outcome than the rest of the guys. But like you said, if you take Damian Williams out of there, if he's not running the way he's running, they probably they don't win this game. That, to me, means he was the most valuable player on the field. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I thought Damian Williams deserved to win the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, two touchdowns, I get he ran one, so a total of three touchdowns. But he, look... Patrick Mahomes had three, uh, two interceptions in this one. Yep. And usually oh, yeah, you yeah. don't see uh, – you don't win the Super Bowl when you throw two interceptions. Just luckily the guy on the other side threw two as well. So Yeah, I give him a 
semi pass on the last one, but yeah, no, the first one was bad. Um, but yeah, so before we carry on, obviously everybody should know by now that Big Easy Bets is brought to you by Hold the Mayo Sports. Um, it's the number one place to go for unfiltered sports entertainment. They're the only one in New Orleans and Louisiana doing what we're doing. So if you haven't checked them out yet, go to, uh, you can find them on Facebook, Hold the Mayo. At, on Twitter, at HTM Sports. Uh, I actually wrote up an article on why Damian Williams deserved the Super Bowl MVP. You can find that on www.htmsports.com. If you haven't checked them out yet, you're missing out. You're not doing it right. So go see what it's all about. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I pleaded my case for why I felt like Damian Williams deserved the MVP trophy, but so be it. That's why I, uh, I praise the NBA. The Warriors, I mean, Steph Curry's never gotten a, a, a finals MVP. As crazy as that sounds, as good as he is, they gave it, I mean, they gave it to Andre Iguodala one year. Who got it the next? Uh, Kevin Durant got it the last, what was it, two times? Um, Pretty sure. Well, they won. Did they win two with Durant or did they lose? They lost to the Raptors just. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how long Durant was over there, but. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. That's what I said today on uh, on hold the mail. I'm transitioning from football back into basketball, so you got to bear with us here. Um, I am for everybody interested in college basketball and betting college basketball. I will be putting my picks out on hold the mail. So htmsports.com. You go. You can scroll through. You can find uh, all of my plays for college basketball. So we had a good good year last year. We're getting a late start this year. We were uh, really, really invested into the football side of things. So, but that doesn't mean the money's going to stop. We're going to keep handing out these big, easy bets, and uh, we're going to keep cashing some winners. So, yeah. I mean, what would you say your biggest takeaway was from the bowl? I mean, did you get to see any? You got to see any commercials? No, I, I'm not going. I hate commercials. <laughs> I couldn't tell. There's you. so many of them. It's it drives me nuts. I couldn't tell you a single commercial like. I couldn't reference one commercial to you. Uh, I remember one Doritos commercial that I was, I was like, all right, that one was all right, but I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, no, me neither. I actually, okay, yeah, yeah, It was, uh, what's his name, Lil Nas X or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. Town Road with uh, um, dancing in the street and all that. Yeah, that one was pretty funny, but. um, But, yeah, no, I, I literally, I didn't pay attention to him really at all. Um, But. I was on the Chiefs, minus one. That's a big, easy bet. 31 to 20. Uh, you were on the Niners, but you were also on the under. So the under hit, I was on the over. The over did not hit. So, But I don't really care. My biggest bet of the night was on the Chiefs, so we cashed that. Um, and, yeah, it's a good way to end the season. Good way to end the NFL season. Obviously, we're done with college, so football is over. Or is it? We'll move on to, uh, like I said, we're going to be doing the XFL. I'm not going to lie. I am kind of nervous about the XFL, at least betting it. It, it. it feels eerily similar to trying to bet the preseason, which is like rule number one. If you're betting on the NFL preseason, uh, 1-800-GET-HELP. That's who you need to call because you are literally, you might as well bet on the coin toss, like, who the hell knows? But I'm not saying that's what the XFL is going to be like. I just think it's so early. We don't know how these teams are going to play out yet. Obviously, we can get a semi, 
a semi-decent grasp on what's going to go down. But, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to find some spreads on these games. Not everybody's even booking these games because we don't know yet. I mean, you just don't know what you're going to get. So, But Nick does have the uh, futures odds on to win the XFL championship. I don't know what they're calling it. Is that just – that's it? XFL championship? It might be the XFL uh, Super Bowl. I don't no, know what they're no going to call it. Yeah, there's no way they get the Super Bowl. There's no way. The NFL wouldn't let them have that phrase. But, all right, so what do we got for uh, – Maybe if they change it up a little bit, I don't know. <laughs> I do like the commercials with uh, the DMX. Yeah, You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. X going to give it to you. Yep, I saw that. They had Steve Levy uh, hyping it up today on ESPN. Um, I think it's going to do much better than what was it, the AAF? That was uh, the no, most recent? No doubt. And a, bi- a big thing to me is, yeah, betting it. Yeah, you got to be a little bit nervous because uh, – some of these players haven't played. Uh, you, you know, they might be notable players from college, their college days, but they haven't played professionally um, much. So you don't really know much about them. And and then, but the way I'm gonna approach it is if you know, if I'm betting this, I'm probably gonna start off betting a, a small amount of money each week just to get the feel of of how the games are going and and while I'm learning more and more about the teams and the way that the uh, league is going to go. And then probably about halfway through the season, I'll be betting bigger. Yeah. No, yeah, that's what – I mean, yeah, we're definitely going to start slow. We're going to – You don't want to get in a hole and some shit you don't know that much about. I mean, it's hard to really know – a whole lot about these teams. I mean, you you know the coaches, all the coaches, and then all the players, but you don't know. Yeah, we're gonna. We're There's gonna no wade. preseason, so we're gonna wade in the water. We're not diving in head first, but I'm not saying that we're not gonna bet it though. Um, we will be bet. We bet every pick that we give out, so we're just not diving in head first. We're not going big. Um, but all right, well, let's start from the top. Then, who's the favorite to win the? Uh, XFL championship. Uh, it's the Dallas Renegades. So Dallas's quarterback is Landry Jones, uh, Oklahoma, right? Yep. And yeah. a big thing to mention here is um, their head coach is Bob Stoops. Oklahoma. Yeah, they have a, a notable guy, standout guy, Cameron Artis Payne, running back for um, Auburn. He was very good back in his heyday in college. Um I mean, these guys are the favorite for a reason. It seems that they, um, they they have a lot of more guys that you would know than most. Um, they have uh, I, I never could pronounce Howoli, Howoli. They got Kakaha from the Saints. Yeah, Remember? Kikaha, some ass former uh, second round draft pick of the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, forty four edge rusher towards ACL. Sad story. Never saw him again. Um, looked like he had potential, though, for a little while. He went first round in the D-lineman linebackers um, phase three of the XFL draft. So he was the first pick. Then you got uh, second round for the defensive backs. You got Treston Deku, who shot out uh, Lakeshore High School over here on the North Shore. Um, yeah, second round pick. He was with the uh, Houston Texans. Then he was with the Dallas Cowboys for a little while. And it seems like he's found a landing spot with the – uh, Renegades. So, also of notable mention, uh, John Franklin the third, the last chance U star, went to um, FAU, I believe, to play with Lane Kiffin, and then 
found his way. Or no, 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 I'm sorry. He went to Auburn first, I believe, and then to FAU. I could be wrong. Um, but I know he, for a fact that he was at Auburn. And then he was with the Buccaneers in the NFL for a little while, trying to find his way. Uh, quarterback, went to receiver, went to all over the place. Now he's trying to find a home in the defensive backfield at corner. Uh, seventh round pick for the Renegades. So, I mean, they've got they've got a lot of uh, recognizable names and obviously a very um, quality coach in Bob Stoops. So they seem to be the favorites for a reason. So where are the D.C. defenders on that list? Um, plus 750. Plus 750. What does that put them in the, in the line of things? So that puts them as the, um, according to, you know, Vegas, it puts them as the uh, fifth best team, the fifth best chances to win it. Well, they have Cardell Jones at quarterback, obviously the Ohio State product, uh, 12 gauge. That's how he's formally known. Uh, guys got a can and stepped in for um, JT Barrett when he went down. That was when they had the quarterback carousel with uh fourth guy on the list. Who was it? What was his name? In the Ohio State quarterback room, fourth guy on the list. Uh, was he on the team then? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Oh, Joe Burrow. Yep. Heisman Trophy winner, soon to be first overall pick, uh, Joe Burrow. Um, so, yeah, they got Cardell Jones. and So we're just going to go by quarterbacks because obviously – the quarterback's going to really have uh, the main influence on it. but So you got the Houston Rough. Oh, they have um, more players, too. Who's that? They actually have a, a decent wide receiver room, uh, the defenders do. So uh, quarterback Cardell Jones, old 12-gauge from Ohio State. Um, Eli Rogers, former NFL guy uh, for Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. Played yeah. his college ball at Louisville. <clears throat> um, Malachi Dupree. From LSU, all the LSU fans are going to know him. He was the number one or number two ranked wide receiver in a class of 2014. Um, and then you have a, a few other LSU players. You have Nick Brosette, former running back for LSU. Um, Sam Montgomery, a former defensive end for LSU. So, I mean, uh, the D.C. defenders have quite a bit of LSU talent on their team. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Obviously, we wrapped the LSU guys. Um all right, you got the Houston Roughnecks. What are what are their odds to win it all? Um, plus nine hundred. Down and, at the um, bottom of the pack. Huh? Yeah, so there there's eight teams in this XFL. Yep. Um, the Houston Roughnecks have the seventh. Uh, I mean, not the seventh. The uh, sixth best chance to win it all. So or the third to last. <laughs> yeah, or the third to worst. Um. Um, they got Connor Cook. I'm pretty sure that was the Michigan State quarterback, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Sammy Coates. And he, at one point, he was, um, you know, before his senior season, he was looked at as going to be the number one draft pick, and then uh, kind of fell off there towards his uh, in his senior season at Michigan State, and ended up falling a, a bit. So yeah, you got Philip Walker at quarterback. You got uh, Jalen Saunders at wide receiver. They got some. You mentioned Sammy Coates. I did, yes. Um, yeah, Trey Elston. Do you remember him? Mm. Probably don't. Uh, he played his college football at Ole Miss, but he was on the Saints for a little while. Um, didn't make the team. He was a, a preseason player there for a little while. Had upside, but was a little bit slow. It's the reason why he can't play in the NFL, but he might be able to do something in the uh, XFL. Yeah. Savion Smith, former LSU player, transferred to Alabama. Um, 
He was a former number one or number two ranked quarterback in the class of 2015, I think. Um, and then you have Tony Weathersby, an offensive lineman from LSU. So. Yeah, I remember Weathersby. How long ago did he play? Why is that? That sounds like semi-fresh in my in my memory. Yeah, Weathersby played not too long ago. One, okay. Two, two years ago. Then you got, the, you got the Los Angeles Wildcats. You have Luis Perez, at quarterback. Uh, you got any background on Luis? No. Me neither. Uh, you got Elijah Hood. Who did he play for? Why did I, I know Elijah Hood? Uh, North Carolina. Is that who it was? Yeah, but I don't know much about him. I, the name rings yeah. um, a bell, but yeah. When I looked at the rosters earlier, I, I remember mean, he went he first went round. He went first round out of the skill players for them, so he's a quality player. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm literally, I'm just reading it off of the paper. I don't have anything else to go by, but I'm telling you, that name stands out. I think. He's uh, it, that's registering for a reason, so I think he's going to be good. But we shall see. Um, all right, then we've got the New York Guardians. Uh, they got their assigned quarterback was Matt McGloin, NFL guy. I don't know him. Matt McGloin, you got uh, that's about the extent. The name sounds familiar, but no, yeah, he one hundred percent played in the NFL. Um. But, yeah, so, all right, well, then. Who are we talking about here, the Guardians? Yeah. Yeah, they got a couple LSU players. And before I mention that, Joe Horn Jr. Joe Horn Jr.? Yeah. What? Yeah, barbecue sauce. Joe Horn got him a son. Played his uh, college football at Missouri Western. On the Guardians? Yeah. Is his name literally Joe Horn? Yeah. What? He might have not been drafted. Why did I not know this? Has it been that long since Joe Horn's played? Yeah. <laughs> well, he was playing in uh, 06. I know that. but And he played like one or two more years. Yeah. I mean, I guess he is older. Joe Horn but, Jr. Um, yeah, Joe Horn Jr. at wide receiver. We'll see what he can do. Um, Terrence Alexander, cornerback from LSU. You might remember him for punching a guy in the face in the Fiesta Bowl. Yep, um, I do remember that. And getting ejected in his last game. As an LSU Tiger. So, good job there. Um, Garrett Brumfield, former offensive lineman for the Tigers. So, more more and more LSU players taking up the um, taking up the spot. Yep. Like. Yeah, so Matt McGloin, yeah, he 100% played in the NFL. He played for the Raiders, and he also played for the Eagles, found himself on the Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs as recently as 2018. Um Played for the Raiders for three years from 2013 to 16. So, obviously, not going to be the best in NFL standards, but that doesn't mean he can't go light it up in the XFL, so he might be a guy to uh, keep an eye on. But probably not. Career NFL statistics, 277 pass attempts, 161 completions. That's uh, just under 60%. 11 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Got a 75.3 QBR. Or passer rating. Not terrible, but uh, one guy that I think could be solid is uh, Jordan Tiamu, the Ole Miss guy. Yeah. Quarterback, playing for the uh, St. Louis Battle Hawks. They also have Christine Michael at running back. He was with the uh, Seahawks, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so that might be a team. What are, what are their uh, their odds to win it all? Uh, last place, 10-1. to 1. Last place, okay. So a thing to mention here is you might know um, – 
their head coach, Jonathan Hayes. Jonathan Hayes. Might sound familiar. Um, Pelican's big man, Jackson Hayes' daddy. Really? Yep. Okay. Tell him Tell him to tell his son to stop uh, making these dumbass Twitter videos about telling the NBA to suck his dick. Let's start, <laughs> let's start with that because he didn't make the fucking Rising Stars Challenge. Come on. That was the dumbest thing. I can't believe he did that. And then immediately he's got this well-written, thought-out apology like, okay, the PR guy's got a hold of you and said, here, post this as soon as you can. Yeah, I mean, he is young, so. No, I know. Only 19, 20 years old, and you expect. He said, I hope y'all find me. Okay, well, Jesus Christ, it's the Rising Stars game. You can play in it next year. Yeah, um, Marquette King's on this team. You might remember him. He's a, uh, the, the black punter for the Raiders. Oh, okay. I do. Yeah, yeah. Number seven. Okay. Yeah, I guess he wasn't that good of a punter. Found his way. I thought he was like considered as like one of the best punters in the league for a little while. He was for a bit, but um, how do you fall? Who, off who the knows? Map? I guess he just. How do you fall off the map as a punter? Um, Tampa Bay Vipers have Aaron Murray. That was a not. That was the Georgia quarterback. Um, so yeah, Aaron Murray at quarterback. They got Devion Smith, Shontavious Jones, uh, Jalen Tolliver. A lot of familiar sounding names there. Um, but who the hell knows, really? That's what I'm saying. This is until you know, we. T- they have Aaron Murray, <laughs> another big guy. A uh, big name they have is Jalen Collins. Uh, From LSU. Yeah. Yep. Who played for the Atlanta Falcons and helped yeah, bring he the Falcons to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, he was very good in the NFL, better than he was in college, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, he got in trouble with PDs and never found his way back into the league. So uh, Jalen Collins is now in the XFL playing for the Tampa Bay Vipers. Another name I recognize on this roster is Quentin Flowers. He's a, a former quarterback at USF, but um, he plays like a running back. So, I mean, look for him to they also have get o- the ball in Wildcat situations. Obam Guachem. I remember him. I remember that. I recognize that name for the uh, the edge rusher. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to until you, until you can get eyes on it. It's going to be hard to get a grasp on this uh, this product. So, if I had to give, we're gonna we're gonna bet it, we're gonna pick it. Um, but if I had to give everybody some advice, I would say wait a week, sit out a week, get your let uh, wait till you can actually get your eyes on the product and get a feel for what how it's going to go because this is an unorthodox set of rules. It's a little different. It's not like your traditional football. Um, so it's gonna. I don't know. I think it's going to give people some fits. It's going to even. It's going to give Vegas some fits, though. Are they they're going to have to figure it out too. So it's not just us. So you might be able to get a leg up on the uh, the bookies here. But I personally, like I said, we're going to do it. But if you're out there like on the fence, should I do it? Should I not? Wait a week and then really get a feel for it, and then you can go. You can go all in. But all right. Well, let's see what what's the schedule for. Uh, Saturday looking like for the XFL. Was that all the teams? Yeah. Yeah, we ended it with uh, the Battle Hawks with Jordan. No, no, we ended it with, oh, I'm sorry. You got Seattle Dragons, Brandon Silvers at quarterback. You got uh, Trey Williams at running back, Kenneth Farrow at running back. Uh, looks like their number one wide receiver would be Fred Ross. Um, Ross is a fast last name if you look at John Ross, so you never know. It might be fast. You got Keenan Reynolds. Um yeah, Keenan Reynolds, former quarterback at uh, Navy. Isn't Malachi Dupree in the XFL? Yeah, Who is he, he plays for uh, the Defenders. Really? Yeah. So uh, Keenan Reynolds 
actually league's uh, all-time leader in rushing touchdowns in the NCAA. Really? For a uh, former Navy quarterback. But he's going to be playing wide receiver for for the uh, Seattle Dragons. Navy loves those quarterbacks that can run, man. Yeah, I expect him to have a role on their offense. I really do. He's a, a electric with his legs. So. Malcolm Perry. Don't forget that name because I haven't. That guy is incredible. Actually, uh, I was going back and forth with somebody on Twitter um, who had a really good analysis. He was saying the Saints could potentially make a move for Malcolm Perry and he could fill in that Taysom Hill role. Like, say Taysom Hill is our backup and they want to stop using him as much in the role that he's in. I mean, Malcolm Perry, my God, he's like a Taysom Hill clone. Yeah. Maybe even a little better uh, running the ball. So I remember that game against Army. We Obviously, we watched that when we were on opposite sides of that one. He absolutely torched Army all all, all day. Um, but all right. So. Yeah, so if I make my picks for um, – who I think is going to win this XFL championship. Obviously, you got to keep the uh, Dallas Renegades in mind here. Uh, plus 275. They're the favorites for the entire league. Uh, to me, you got to put some money on them. They're favorites for a reason. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, it's not like it. I don't. Th- I think they're, they could be a bit overrated at this point because, you know, they haven't played a game, but I do think that they're uh, deserving to be, to be the favorites. Yeah, I was going to say let's do two. Obviously, they're at the favorites for a reason, so we could toss some money on the Renegades. Um, but then let's pick one more. Who do you kind of a long shot? Well, I like two more, really. Okay, go ahead. So, I mean, that's the favorites. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of bets put on them more than any other team, probably. So, um, I guess the longest shot I like to win is the Houston Roughnecks at uh, plus 900. So, yeah, the Roughnecks have. Um, Sammy Coates, Connor Cook, uh, Savion Smith, Tony Weathersby, who I mentioned before, head coaches June Jones. Um, yeah, I think they could make a run at it. But uh, the team I like the best and the best bang for your buck, if you only were going to bet one and you like to listen to me, then um, I would go with the Tampa Bay Vipers. Tampa Bay. Yeah, Aaron Murray at quarterback, I think that he could be the best quarterback <laughs> in the XFL. And then you have a very uh, good head coach in Mark Tressman, uh, former Chicago Bears head coach, I think. Didn't do well there, but uh, he's still a, a coach that uh, knows the off- knows offense, and uh, I think they're going to have a fo- uh, capable defense as well. So, All right. I think I'm going with the Battle Hawks. I'm going to ride Tiamu. Longest shot to win, plus 1,000. You got Christine Michael, and then uh, second-string quarterback, Brogan Roback. Does that name ring a bell to you? Brogan Roback. No, but I know that they also have um, Nick Fitzgerald as one of their quarterbacks as well. From Mississippi State? Yeah. yeah. Old runner. Yep. Couldn't throw for shit. But, no. Um, but, yeah, Brogan Roback. Uh, uh, not last chance, you. Um, hard knocks. Was on the with the Browns um, two years ago. He sucks. He didn't play for a reason. Uh, what's the significance of that? Not much, other than that he was on hard knocks. So, but we'll we'll go with the Battle Hawks as our long shot to win uh, the XFL championship. Yeah, Jackson Hayes' dad's <laughs> the quarterback. So, yep, maybe they'll recruit Jackson to come play. Um, he was wearing that XFL shirt the other day. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, maybe they'll recruit him to come play in some uh, red zone situations. Maybe they got some inside on a uh, Zion too. If they can get him out there. Um, you never know. You got to plan for these things. So I'm, I'll roll with the Battle Hawks at plus a thousand. Jordan Tiamu, the old Ole Miss quarterback. Go ahead and lead me to the promised land. Um, all right. Yeah. So how the XFL is going to work as form uh, as the formatting and scheduling goes, you have an eight team league. Uh, the season's going to be uh, 10 weeks long for the regular season. You're going to have two weeks of playoffs. Um, the The league is separated into two divisions. Um, the XFL East make, made up by the D.C. Defenders, the New York Guardians, the Tampa Bay Vipers, and the St. Louis Battle Hawks. The XFL West is made up of the Seattle Dragons, the Los Angeles Wildcats, the Dallas Renegades, and the Houston Roughnecks. Um, the top two teams from each one of those conferences are going to make the playoffs. So there's really going to be one round of a playoff, and then there's going to be one week of, of the uh, the XFL championship. Um, all these games are going to be televised, which is exciting to me. So you're going to be up, and they're all spaced at uh, times where you can watch them all. So that's a big thing for this league. I think, you know, when you look at the AAF, not all of their games were televised. So it was hard to um, – and then it wasn't like you could pay for AAF uh, Sunday ticket or whatever and yeah. watch all the games. So it was a hard league to follow. Um, the uniforms in the AAF sucked. Mm-hmm. That, that's a big thing, dude. Presentation is, is huge, and I think the XFL is going to do a good job with that. They're um, – Owner Vince McMahon owns the WWE. Obviously, he's all about uh, putting on a show. So right, he, he, so know, he mean, knows what it takes to market something. And so. he's already made this mistake once. So I think that just trial in terms trial of the success error. of this league, I think this league has a good chance of being successful. <clears throat> um, yeah, so all the games are going to be televised on ESPN or ESPN two, ABC, Fox, and Fox Sports One. Yep. So. Um, all the games being televised is a big thing for me because uh, we got to do our homework. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to get your eyes on the product before you can get a full grasp on what to expect. So, but all right, well, let's look at the slate of games for Saturday then, and we'll go we'll go with our picks from there. You got them. Yeah, Saturday the first game is the Seattle Dragons versus the DC Defenders. Uh, the Defenders are favored by seven points in this one. Okay, so. Obviously, the the defenders, if I remember correctly, Cardale Jones at quarterback. Um, let's see, fact check that real quick. Yes, Cardale Jones at quarterback. They're playing the Dragons. I mean, you gotta like the names, man. The Seattle Dragons. You got the Battle Hawks. That might be a sleeper for best name in the league. So, um, all right, let's see. So, what were the Dragons' uh, odds to win it all? Um, ten to one. They're tied with in last place. Dead last. All right, I'm gonna take the defenders there. Cardell Jones, guys played in big games, big arm. You're only gonna go as far as your quarterback can take you. Um, so yeah, that's me. I'll take the seven there with the um with the defenders. Right in the nation's capital. Yeah. So on uh, this one, I decided to go with the Seattle Dragons, getting seven points. Uh, I think their head coach, Jim Zorn, a former quarterback coach, uh, 
has is going to have his quarterback ready to make enough plays. I think they have a talented enough receiving core to keep this game close. So um kind of guessing here on all of these, <laughs> but I'm going with the Seattle Dragons plus seven. Yeah, definitely. We're going to preface this with take these with a grain of salt. Uh, don't. That's what I said. If you don't have to do it, maybe wait a week, but we're going to do it. So I'll take the defenders with the points. Uh, he is going to take the Dragons getting seven. So what's next on the list? Uh, the second game on Saturday is uh, the Los Angeles Wildcats going on the road to play the Houston Roughnecks. The Roughnecks are five-point favorites in this one. All right, so I can tell you off the bat I'm going to go with the Roughnecks for a multitude of reasons. I don't like L.A. I don't like anything about L.A. for obvious reasons. Um, you got Houston. Their name's the Roughcats going against – I mean the <laughs> – <laughs> The Roughnecks going against the Wildcats. I mean, if you take a Wildcat and you throw them in the ring with a Roughneck, who's coming out with the victory if you were betting on that? Uh, You know I'm going with the oil field. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm going to take Houston here, um, who are what? What what are their odds to win it all again? I know we've covered all this, but I don't have it in front of me. Plus 900, so 9 to 1. Okay. But Uh, I think – that could I know I said I like the uh, Tampa Bay Vipers as my best bang for your buck, but it wouldn't surprise me if the uh, Houston Roughnecks took this thing. Yeah. So yeah, I'm on the Roughnecks there. You got Philip Walker, Connor Cook, a little quarterback controversy. We'll see who gets the uh, the start. Sammy Coates though, they got talent. So I'm gonna go with the Roughnecks there, getting what five and a half or just five. Five. Okay, even better. So um, yeah, I'm going with Houston as well. I think they're going to have a high-powered offense and uh, a capable defense. I think that the Houston Roughnecks are going to end up being one of the – in the top 50% of this league, definitely a top-four team. So, yeah, right. got to take them. All right, what's next? Um, so then it goes to Sunday. Uh, you have the Tampa Bay Vipers favored by three points uh, playing on the road. They're going to New York to play the Guardians. Okay. Uh you like the Vipers, do you not? Yeah, I like them to win, win it all. <clears throat> all right, I'm gonna go with the Guardians here, just for, uh, just for why not? Matt McGloin, NFL guy, he's got the experience in the big dance at big games. Um, yeah, I'll take the Guardians, getting three. Right. Um. Yeah. All right. So you're on the Vipers. I'm on the Guardians. Um. Next, we have the St. Louis Battlehawks versus the Dallas Renegades. The Renegades getting seven. Um, I mean, how do you not go with Dallas here? You know, you going with the Ren- I mean, you going with the Battlehawks? Yeah, you picked them to win it all. No, I picked them as a long shot. Doesn't mean they're going to start fast. Yeah, look, seven points is a lot. I think <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. in this this um, game. So here, uh, you know, it's. The highest favorite along with the Seattle Dragons versus D.C. Defenders game. D.C. Defenders favored by seven. The Dallas Renegades are favored by seven as well. Will home field advantage matter in this league? Who knows? I don't know. Um, But I think there may be uh, a bit too much hype surrounding Bob Stoops and Landry Jones over there. So I'm going with Jackson Hayes' daddy in this one. Uh, St. Louis Battlehawks plus seven for me. Yeah, I'll take the Renegades minus seven. Just because I picked the Battlehawks as long shots doesn't mean uh doesn't mean they're gonna start fast. So 
Bob Stoops and Landry Jones obviously know each other. Got some chemistry work in there. Um, yeah, that's what I'm also interested to see. Are fans going to show up? Are they going to even halfway pack these stadiums? That'll have an influence on if home field advantage plays a factor. To to be uh to be decided. We shall see. Um, so we're right at the 40 minute mark. So that reminds me. Um, obviously we're going to bring you the betting side of things, but for all of your up to news information, uh, up-to-date information on the XFL, you can go to the XFL Scoop podcast presented by HTM Sports. It's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. All your up-to-the-minute up to information regarding the XFL, XFL Scoop. How you like that? Yeah, I'll be listening for sure. Yeah, because we need to... Uh, Learn some shit. We need to get the scoop uh, because clearly we're, we might be losing some money, but I don't know. I think I might get hot. I'm not going to lie. Uh, well, you, out of the four games this weekend, you're going, uh, we've, we're only the same on one of them. So one of us are going to come walking away from here going, feeling good. All right. And then the other one's going to come in and be like, that was a shit, so, shit, shit show. Um, so, all right. Well, that pretty much does it for the XFL, right? Unless you got anything more you want to, um, want to toss in there. Yeah. I'm just, I'm excited. No, I am too. I mean, you got the NFL, right? They timed it perfectly, right? As the NFL is coming to a close, Super Bowl obviously just ended. Um, bam, more football. Not only football, unorthodox football. So, yeah, the rules are a little different, but I think it's going to make for a more exciting game, especially the um, point after try. You know, you can go for one point, two points, or three points. So now in the XFL, a one-possession game is, is nine points. Yep. Yep. I know. So yep. it's going to be interesting. You know, it's going to affect point spreads, and it's going to take a while to adjust and get used to how exactly that does. But, um, yeah, it's okay. going to be exciting to me. All right. Well, that'll wrap up the uh, XFL picks. So let's move on to UFC 247. We have a pretty good uh, fight card this weekend. Um. Let's start it off right from the get-go, starting with a heavyweight fight. You got Derek Lewis. You got, don't even know how to pronounce his name, um, Ilir Latifi. Who the hell knows? But you got Derek Lewis. So Derek Lewis, born and bred in New Orleans. Many of you might remember him from his uh, post-fight press conference after um, knocking out the Russian guy. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, he kind of burst onto the scene with that. Uh, with that Joe Rogan interview. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. I understand. My balls were hot. I love Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe Rogan, I understand. I know exactly what you're saying. Um, yeah, after that, Derek Lewis kind of, kind of burst onto the scene and uh, got thrusted into a title fight against Daniel Cormier. You remember that? Yeah, I really got... Screwed by the UFC. They rushed him into that fight. Yeah, you know, he wasn't ready for that. After that interview, you know, it went viral. Um, so it was an opportunity for the UFC to make uh, money in a, in a division that uh, there's not really a lot of big names. There's a lot of good fighters in the heavyweight division, but in terms of big-name fighters, there's just not that many over there. So, I mean, it was an opportunity for UFC to make money at, at the expense of uh, Derek Lewis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's unfortunate, but uh, very unorthodox fighter. If you, you, I mean, you look at him, you think like, okay, you can tell what kind of style he's gonna fight, and he's, but he comes out and he throws some wacky kicks. Uh, he's famous for 
it looks like he got hurt and he'll kind of like bend over like he just got hit in the stomach and he's having like stomach problems. And when you run in to go try to finish him, he comes up and throws a haymaker. So he tries to bait him in almost like he's playing possum. Um, I'm taking Derek Lewis there, the New Orleans guy. I don't. I feel like how can you not? You know, he's got heavy. He's got knockout, uh, knockout power in those hands. Light on his feet. If his conditioning's there, that's always the question mark. If he can, if he can, uh, if he's if his conditioning can hang around, he doesn't get gassed. I mean, he's a quality guy. They did. They definitely did thrust him and uh, rush him into a title fight, which was not in the best interest of Derek Lewis. But I mean, sitting at twenty two and seven. He's a quality fighter. Yeah, it's hard for me to um, bet against Derek Lewis because I don't know much about Latifi. He's from um, yeah, Latify, Latify, whatever his name it's is. Gotta be, it's one hundred percent got to be Latifi. Um, he's Sweden. So what does that have to do with anything? How do you pronounce Sweden people's last name? Latifi. Just take my word for it. You'll hear Joe Rogan say yeah, it. Queen Latifi. Yep. <laughs> um, nah, Latifi's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. He's got six wins coming by way of submission. Uh, a little bit vulnerable, though, on, on uh, being knocked out. He's 5-4 and four in uh, fights that resulted in knockouts. So, uh, to me, Derek Lewis has got a bit of a challenge here, uh, battling a guy that's a submission specialist. But uh, if he can defend the takedowns and keep this fight on the feet, then I think Derek Lewis likely wins by knockout. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, so we're both on the uh, the Black Beast, uh, Derek Lewis. So next you got you – got, well, not next. I'm skipping over. I'm just going to talk about the ones that – You don't want to talk about this? I mean, if you got anything on it, you can talk about it. Really, the only ones that I got that I'm going to bet on would be uh, Derek Lewis and then the main event. Yeah, I mean, is there a real um I don't know this one these I don't know these one these fighters too well. This guy uh Bechtick and, and uh Ige. You see what I'm so- <laughs> yeah, looking yeah, at? Yeah, Dan. Yeah, I don't know if it's Eeg. I don't know what it is. Um yeah, I don't know them that well. Of course everyone knows uh Valentina Shevchenko. Uh probably if not one of the uh if not the best female fighter in the UFC right now, the most dominant, and that's why you see her with uh, uh, a minus 1,200 favorite. So, uh, Chuke, again, don't have a chance, basically. Yeah, no, pretty much. So, if you have a bunch of money and you want to make, you know, a 1,000 bucks, you got to risk (laughs) 12,000. Is it worth it? No. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, you you got a heavyweight bout with Juan Adams and Justin Taffa. I mean Juan's five and two. His nickname is the Kraken, so you gotta like that. But uh Tough is three and one. I mean, just not a very small sample size from these guys. It's a heavyweight fight. Um anybody can get caught. I would stay away from this one. If you have if you know these guys better than I do, then Who are you talking feel about? Feel free. The heavyweight fight in the middle, uh the uh third fight of the night, Juan Adams versus Justin Taffa. Okay. You didn't hear me? Yeah, I see it now. Um, it's like all mixed up. Yeah. Um, I would go with Taffa. Why is that? Australian. Over Juan, the Kraken Adams. Look, big thing here is there's a big reach advantage for uh, Adams. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And he, he likes to take people down and 
do him dirty, so. I don't know, man. Maybe Taffa can get lucky and catch him. Uh, yeah. His maybe. nickname is Justin the uh, Justin Badman Taffa. Yeah, he's um, going to get knocked out. Um, yeah, not with that nickname. Give me Juan Adams, but uh, yeah. I'll yeah, Juan Adams probably knocked this clown out. I wouldn't bet on it, though. Uh, obviously, Shevchenko's more than likely going to win. Um, so the only real fight's worth anything here, obviously, I would take Derek Lewis, New Orleans guy. Um, but then you got the main event. So this is, I mean, this is just like the uh, McGregor Cerrone card. Like, there's not very many good fights on this card, even though I, I am 100% excited about watching Derek Lewis fight again. But other than that, I mean, you you could, you could give or take these other fights. So, but... The reason why people are going to tune into this card is because John Bones Jones is back fighting Dominic Reyes, uh, undefeated 12-0. and I was watching some of his fights the other day, actually, um, and I remember watching him live, but I remember when he fought Chris Weidman, and, I mean, going backwards, had enough power to knock Weidman out with a straight left off his, off his back foot. So he's obviously got power in his hands. He's, he's big. He's long. I think he get, he could give John Jones some trouble, but I mean it's really really hard to bet against John Jones. Twenty five and one. I mean, come on, it. I mean, you got what? Are, what are your thoughts on this one? John Jones, listen, listen to this. Listen to this. John Jones has seven and a half inch reach advantage. Seven and a half inches. Are yeah, you he, he me? usually has a reach advantage. They're the on same everybody. height. They're both six three. Yeah, but um, John Jones is a wingspan. He um, could scratch his knees standing upright. Eighty four. That's seven feet. Yeah, that's, and, and a half of an, an inch. So. At, at six foot three, that's wild. I mean, there's a reason he's as dominant as he is. Um, not saying it's only the reach, obviously, but that definitely helps. So. I, I couldn't bring myself to go with Reyes here. I mean, what I mean, are the... What they're are the, both big, They're both undefeated. John Jones has one loss due to a, a disqualification for an illegal elbow that is highly controversial. And uh, at one point, they were talking about looking to get that loss reversed into a uh, no contest. Um but both these fighters are basically undefeated. John Jones has won 25 fights. I mean, he's the pound for pound hasn't, king. Hasn't been beaten by anybody. Lost to disqualification. Uh, Dominic Reyes is is 12-0. and 0. Knock, Knockout artist. Uh, heavy hands. But, yeah, to me, in, in this fight, I mean, I just don't know if you can go with Reyes. I mean. I personally feel like John Jones is going to out-wrestle the hell out of him. A big thing is this is going to be a five-round fight. Yeah. Dominic Reyes has finished a lot of his fights early. Um, I just don't know if I see that happening to John Jones. John Jones is uh, one of the most, well, arguably the greatest mixed martial artist of all time, but definitely the greatest in terms of uh, his tactical approach to every fight. Oh, yeah. I mean, you saw him in his last fight. It wasn't a, a, a crowd favorite, um, but he did what he had to do. To get the win, so I mean he he knows what he knows what he needs to do to get victories in the UFC, and yeah he he's the number one pound for pound overall fighter right now for good reason. I mean this guy he was in the media for a lot of the wrong reasons, so a lot of people kind of um, started trying to write him off, I guess, and he he turned into a heel, 
I guess you could say. A lot of people were turned off by John Jones, but at the end of the day, the guy's the pound-for-pound pound number one for a reason. Ever since he first stepped foot in the octagon, I mean, he's been a force to be reckoned with. So this is one of those guys. It's like Khabib, Nurmagomedov. It's hard to it's hard to bet against these guys just because what they're able to do and their style of fighting. Like, I'm not saying him and Khabib have a similar style of fighting. I'm just saying John Jones is such a technician. Nobody has really given him much of a much of a fight yet. I do think. I mean, it, you got a puncher's chance with Reyes. If you want to toss a little bit on it here and there, you got a puncher's chance. But that's about it. I, I think John Jones is beatable, but I just don't think that um, Reyes is the guy to do it. He's a he's 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 a, a good athlete, but I'm just w- worried about you know his total skill set because John Jones all around is a is a good fighter. He's pro- he's probably the best wrestler in, in light heavyweight. He's I, the, probably the so. best striker yeah. in light heavyweight. Uh, in the clinch, he's the best. He's the best at everything. Yeah, so he's the pound for pound number one overall fighter for. Very I mean, to good me, reason. I don't think he's unbeatable. But um, you're going to need more than to me uh, than a puncher's chance for me to bet on Reyes in this one. Yeah, but again, if you want to just roll the dice and hope, I mean, could be worth it. I don't know if you know the odds on it. I'm sure it's obviously it's going to be plus money, but yeah. So if you wanted to bet. Dominic Reyes, you're gonna get plus three twenty five, which thought, is I it would um been a little bit more, but pretty damn good. Yeah, no, yeah, um, about a hundred. You win three twenty five plus your hundred back. So, but I just don't know if this is if if this is the guy. Um, John Jones, if you want to bet John Jones, you got uh, he's a minus four fifty favorite, so you got to bet four hundred fifty dollars to win a hundred. Um, is it worth it? Uh, I don't know. I would say yeah. Yeah, I I think this is I I'll, I'll be shocked if he loses. I'll be extremely shocked, and that's why everybody's going to be tuning in to see that what if because people want to see. Oh my God, the pound for pound number one guy going like it, it would be like Buster Douglas taking out Tyson. Like, yeah, to me, not only is John Jones going to try to beat this guy, to me, there's going to be it's going to be John Jones really trying to embarrass Dominic Reyes here. Yeah, John, There's been a lot of trash talk leading up to this fight. Well, also, too, his last few fights, I mean, you had, what's his name? Anthony Lionheart, whatever, that guy took a dive. Um, yeah, but uh, and Santos. Then, and then Santos, yeah, so it wasn't. Fought him hard. Yeah, on torn ACLs, I believe. Um, yeah, you wonder if Santos doesn't hurt, hurt his knee in the first round, is that does he have a chance to beat John Jones? I mean, we don't know. But so there's been a lot of chatter, though, about uh, the way John Jones has been winning. I think he's going to come out. He's going to try to make a statement. He's going to try to reassert himself and remind everybody why he's the pound-for-pound king. So, yeah, but does that make him vulnerable to a, to a Reyes power shot? It could, but, I mean, just his kicks, his, his length. I mean, it's so hard to get a good shot on him. It's so hard to get a clean lick and actually hurt John Jones. So... But I don't know. We're going to be tuning in to find out. Saturday's going to be a hell of a day. We're going to have XFL. We're going to ride that roller coaster together. And then we got the UFC 247 fight card. I mean, come on. Doesn't get much better than that. So, but yeah, obviously, I think it's uh, it's apparent we're both on Jones. We're both on Derek Lewis. We're staying away from the other fights. Uh, Shevchenko, if you want to mortgage your house on it, you can win like 200 bucks. Um, so, you got anything else? Um, 
Nah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Just that's a the main event's a tough one to bet on to me. Yeah, it is. I don't know. The more I think about it, well, there's always you, risk you know you look at who fight. has given um, John Jones problems. Gustafson did in their first fight, in their second fight, it wasn't really close. Um, so could Dominic Reyes possibly do uh, what Gustafson did to to John Jones? Uh, John Jones won that fight by split decision, I believe. But um, I don't know. I don't know if this is the guy. I think John Jones does does try to uh, win in spectacular fashion for this one. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, anything can happen in these fights. There are no guarantees in uh, in the UFC in in mixed martial arts. So anybody can beat anybody on any given night. So we'll see what happens. We're gonna tune in for a reason. If it was a a done deal, if there was no shot, nobody would watch. So I think it'll, it'll be exciting nonetheless. I mean, hey, it's something to watch. So, you got anything to uh, say before we close it out? Uh, nope. Nope. All right. NFL's over. Obviously, college is over. Pelicans got to have a lot to go their way if they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, but don't sleep on LSU basketball. LSU basketball has been absolutely on fire as of late, looking like the best team in the SEC. Um, they play tomorrow. Who do yeah, they play? They play Vanderbilt. 12-point favorites against Vanderbilt. LSU is the number 18 team in the nation right now, clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, they're playing really well, and they're only getting better, which is... Oh, yeah. You know, Early in the year, I was like, damn, I thought we were going to be better. And then, sure enough, we got better. So. Yeah, and, yeah, and you, this is when you want to start playing your best basketball, leading up into the tournaments. SEC tournament coming up. Uh, I mean, that'll be at the end of this month. Um, maybe early March. So yeah, there's a big game coming up. Auburn. Yep. Uh, it's coming. It's coming closer to that date. So that's going to be a big game. Then obviously we might have to play look, Kentucky. We might have to look into some tickets. I'd like to go to a game again. Um, but yeah. So yeah, we've got some big games coming up. We're looking like the best team in the SEC right now. Um, I think we've got to be in first place. We're undefeated. So look to uh, see them keep that going. Pelicans got to go on a run to close it out after this All Star break. So. Yeah, I mean, we're going to ride this roller coaster with the XFL, but obviously we are turning our attention to college basketball. As I said before, all of my picks for college basketball, everything that I'm going with will be put into a blog on Hold the Mayo. Uh, you can find it on Hold the Mayo's Facebook. Obviously, the website you can find. Go check out the website. you got a lot of quality writers writing uh, articles on there and just quality content all around. I mean unfiltered sports entertainment at its finest one of a kind only ones doing that like that or we're the only ones doing it like this in louisiana so if you haven't checked it out yet i mean at least go give it a look so i don't think you'll be disappointed so obviously big easy bets follow us on twitter at big easy bets uh soundcloud spotify youtube but most importantly apple Podcasts. go follow uh go subscribe give us five stars uh leave a leave a review if you'd like uh any questions on any games that we didn't cover that you'd like uh, some analysis or info on you could obviously message us on Twitter at Big Easy Bets. Um, I think that'll do it. You got anything before we go? Goodbye. Y'all have a good one. Who that? We just gotta do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top. One, two, three, four, five.